Welcome to the Muso Church Podcast. Here, we share the powerful and practical gospel of Jesus Christ until everyone is free and flourishing. We're so excited that you're here. Wherever you're listening from, we are trusting and believing that God is going to touch your life through this podcast. The title of my message this morning is Accessing Your Double Portion. Amen. Accessing your, accessing your double portion. I'm about to prophesy. <laughs> no. Accessing your double, your double portion. The key scripture is found in Son. She's travailing, she's crying, and the Lord says to her, For your trouble, you will have a double portion. It says, for your trouble, because you were faithful, because you kept on holding on, you will have a double, a double portion. Should I go back to the other mic or are we, are we fixing it? All right. That's the second time we see a mention of this. And then the third time we see a mention of this is in Isaiah 61, where the Bible says, I will restore to Israel a double portion for their trouble. They will have double joy. They will have double honor. They will have double, double, double. Everything now double, double. So he says to to to. To, to Israel that you will also have a double portion now those were the Jews but we know that in Romans the Bible says therefore there is no or Jews or Gentile so the double portion is not only available to the Jews but is available to everyone in Christ the double portion is available to everyone in Christ the third time the fourth time we see this is when the Bible speaks about Elijah, the story that I just spoke to you about, where Elisha and Elijah have that, uh, what is this, that, that trade, and it gives him a double portion. The fifth time is after Job had lost everything, Job 42, the Bible says, uh, 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 and God restored to Job everything that he had lost. We know the story of Job, how he was tested and he lost everything that he had, his children and everything, and God replaced and re no 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 restored double of everything the sixth time we hear about a double portion osbongi is not in a good context because double portion is not just good the bible in revelations 19 it says no no, no not revelations 9 it says and to the babylons he will give them a double portion for of judgment for their sins so there's also a double portion of judgment for sin. Especially for people who have heard the gospel and continue to harden their hearts and continue to sin. This was that nation. This is the same nation that wanted to build themselves at their own tower in their own name. The Babylonians, these are the same people that captured the, 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 the Hebrew boys. They were, they were among, in fact, not among. They were the weakest nation to ever live, the Babylonians. They were wicked. Fathers sleeping with their daughters, daughters sleeping with their sons. It was a mess. And God says, there'll be a double portion of judgment in, in your life. So when you say, I want a double portion, be specific. Lest you get what you are not 
looking for. So double portion is a biblical principle because we have a tendency to write off and I think I am happiness. Uh, the only thing is A couple of weeks later, say no, they were signing a 30 million rands contract to buy a building. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> That's right. So I am a firm believer that you receive from a grace you honor. Yeah. And it's not always about money. It's about respect. And, and it's, not only, it's not only men of God. When you honor your wife, you receive from her grace. When you honor your friends, you receive from their grace. When you honor your parents, you receive from their grace. When you honor your children, you receive from their grace. It's, it's because we want to, uh, 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 you know, make honor exclusive to the man of God. No. If I honor you guys as your leader, I'll receive from your grace. You will serve this house. That is receiving from your grace. You will come here and serve with diligence. That is receiving from your grace. Because I honor you by being diligent in reading the word of God. I honor you by loving my wife. I honor you by leading my family well. I honor you by being prudent with the finances of the church. And if I continue to honor you, I will receive from your grace. Amen? Amen. So a double portion is very much a biblical principle that is very much still alive. It is available to everyone, but not everyone will attain it. Not everyone will. It is available to everyone, but not everyone will attain a double portion. Whatever area in your life you want double portion, you can access it. Whatever area in your life, blue, you want a double portion, you can access it. Guys, let's not make it complicated. What is a double portion? A double portion is above and beyond what the, norm, the ordinary will get. 
You're like, in my marriage with my wife, I want a double portion of success in our marriage. I want our marriage not just to be happy. I want us to be in cloud 100. So a double portion is a concept of not being satisfied with the bare minimum. A double portion is a concept of not being satisfied with just enough. It is about wanting to go a step further. And in every area in your life, you can experience a double portion. You can, have a, you can experience a double portion of having children that are obedient. You can have a double portion of having a business that is prosperous. You can have a double portion of having a mind that has peace. In any area, every area of your life, you can receive a double portion. A double portion is not, you know, sometimes we want to make it only spiritual. Yes, there is a spiritual element of it. But I'm like, God, I don't just want a, a double portion of anointing. I want a double portion of health. I want a double portion of happiness in my marriage. I want a double portion of money in my account. I want a double portion of peace in my mind. I want a double portion of wisdom. I want a double portion every part of my life. I don't just want to be preaching well here and I'm poor. No. A broke prayer warrior. <laughs> it can't be, guys. That's why. Because I think sometimes in our effort to really establish biblical doctrine, the, listen, guys, a biblical doctrine, the, the most sound one is the one that says, Be satisfied with Jesus. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a subscriber of that. But, he says, I've come to give you life on the cross. But I just don't want you to have this life. I want you to have life in abundance. I don't want you to just have enough. I want you to have more than enough. The appetite you have for more than enough, it does not come from you. It was put in you by the one who says, I have come so that you may have life, but not just life. I want you to have it in abundance and overflowing. Not just enough, more than enough. The world sometimes says it is greed. You know what is greed? Greed is when you want to take just for yourself and excluding other people. Abundance, an abundance mentality is saying, hey guys, let's go. And you go and you go with everyone. Let's take more. Let's take, let's take. It's like those four lepers. It's like those four lepers. Remember the four lepers? They got there and they found that, hey, there was abundance, right? And what they did is greed took them over. And they started eating and started eating and started pecking for, for themselves. And one of them said, abundance mentality kicked in. He says, guys, what we're doing is not right. Yeah. There is people in the city who also, that's what, you know, you know you have an abundance mentality when you eat and you remember others. And you're like, no, 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 no. I, this is actually, it, it means you understand God. You see, someone who does not remember others, they think God is going to run out and they must take as much as they want. I'm like, no, the God we serve does not run out. Go and tell others that God you Allah. Yeah. 
Today we can't even someone ask you, hey, man, do we, they have posts where you work? Ah, no, I don't know. But you know. They ask for information, so how did we do it? And, and this time, our greed can be Christianized. They say, hey man, how did you do this? Amen. It's by the grace of God. Hey, I'm happy. We understand the grace of God. Can you just tell us the process? Like, like. Well, like, yeah, we see the, pro- the, the grace of God. You are right. But it happened in a process. Where, where, is the, where is there an opening? It's an abundance mindset. You can never receive an, a, a, a double portion with a scarcity mindset. Greed is a, is a result of a scarcity mindset. It's a result of a scarcity mindset. After the woman had had an encounter in John 4 with Jesus, she went back to the city and said, Hey, everyone, come and see the man who told me everything about myself. She didn't go to the city and say, I am the most holy. I am the most wonderful. Tell me, what did you think? Talk all, talk all the rubbish you were talking about me. She had an abundant mentality. She goes and says, Hey, guys, there is life at the well. I have seen life at the well. Come, let's all rise together. Abundant mindset leads to a double portion. Not a scarcity mindset. God is not running out. He doesn't have a short supply. If your God has a short supply, it's not the God of the heavens. It's not the creator of heaven and earth. He's not the great I am. He is not the Alpha and the Omega. It's not our Jaira. Our Jaira does not run out. So it's okay to share information with others. And just say, hey, sing any last signs or so. There's an opening here. There's an opening. There's an opening here. What? What double portion? See now. This Jesus. Uh, must have a double portion of a wife. Oh, you want? Oh, you want? Yeah, not, not like. <laughs> Yeah, not, 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 not two. Yeah, maybe three. What was this double portion that, that Elisha was asking for? What was the double portion that Elisha was asking, was asking for? Let's read, because remember, keep in mind, um, Kings 2, 2 Kings 2, the Bible says he asks for a double portion. He says, can I have a double portion of your spirit? And then let's go back to 1 Kings 19. In 1 Kings 19, this is when now Elisha and Elijah have their first encounter. Right? The 2 the Kings 2 is their last encounter. This is, in, so 2 Kings 2, last encounter. 1 Kings 19, first encounter. So this is their first encounter. So he departed from there and found Elisha, this is now Elijah, he found Elisha the son of Sephet who was plowing with 12 uh, yoke of oxen before him.
him, and he was uh, with the top. Then Elijah passed by and threw a mantle on him. So the first time they come into an encounter, Elijah already put a mantle on, on him. So the first day they meet, he has a mantle from Elijah. Now at the last, he's asking for a double portion. I'm like, what are you asking for? Because you already received a mantle in the beginning. You got the ability in the beginning. He gave you the mental, he, you know, a mental activates calling. He was, he, was, he was giving him a sense of calling and purpose. He says, you are called to be a prophet. You are called to be, uh, you, are, you are purposed to be a prophet. You are destined to be a prophet. That's what is happening in Acts, no, in, in, second, in First Kings 19. They have an encounter host. It's like me and you, we meet for the first time. And I say, man, I see a great calling upon your life to be a great leader in this nation. And in fact, I don't just see it, I speak it upon your life. I, I don't just speak it upon your life. The Lord is saying there is a great calling upon your life to be a, a, a great leader in our nation. That is what Elijah does. He says to this guy, he, he begins to prophesy. To him and say, man, there is a big calling upon your life. At the end of the story, Elisha comes to Elijah and says, hey, remember that calling you spoke about? Now I want a double portion of your spirit. And what is this double portion? He says, I don't just want the calling. I want the ability to fulfill this calling. Because some of us, we have the calling, but we do not have the ability to fulfill this calling. Elisha is saying to him, I know that I'm called, but that's not enough that I know. I want to make sure that I'm living this calling. I want to make sure that I finish strong the same way you are finishing strong. He says, I don't just want to do it, I want to do it great. He says, Elijah, I don't just want your success. I want your spirit. Wow. He says, I just, I, it's not enough that I know that I'm called. Because a lot of people sometimes, it's not that they don't know that there's a calling upon their lives. They just don't know how to go about it. They just don't know how do I move from potential to profit. I know I have the potential to be great. But how do I move? Says Elijah, I just don't want the potential. I know about the potential. But how do I turn this potential, this potential energy? How do I turn this potential energy into kinetic energy? Is that the, the right thing? I went to school also. High school is also school. Yeah. He says, he says, man, I just don't want, I just don't want it. I want the best of it. I want the best of it. I just don't want to. Because guys, how many of us have been prophesied so many times? But your life, the material life has not changed. Because 
the prophecy. I received, Papa. And then you sat down. And you did nothing. And you were thinking that the prophecy was working. No. The prophecy only works when you work it. It does not work by itself. It has been spoken, but it works when you work it. They prophesied that you are going to have a great marriage. It is true. That's what God wants. But if you are going to sit down and not do anything and come to bed with a gown onesie, it's not going to happen. The Bible, the, the men of God prophesied that we are going to have a great marriage. Open onesie. Awena. Yeah. Elisha was saying to Elijah, man, ah, my goodness. He says, Oh man, I, I, oh my goodness, this guy is saying to him, I don't just want to start it. I want to be able to sustain it. But not only sustain it, I want to succeed in it. I don't just want to live in my potential. I don't want to be known for my potential. I don't want to be an almost. Prophet Brandy said, Bro, almost does not count. He was almost a great guy. He was almost a great pastor. He was almost a great husband. He was almost a great businessman. He says, I don't want almost. I want to finish what I started. Then I want to finish it well. He says, give me the spirit that will enable me to finish well. You have activated the process. But I want to sustain it and succeed in it. I want to I wanna finish I want to finish strong. I don't want to be known for my potential. I want to be known for my profit. I just don't want to do it. I want to be great at it. Yeah. And what I like, Sia, is that Elijah does not ask for Elijah's success. He asks for Elijah's spirit. He says, man... I don't want your car. I want the process of how you went from walking to running and from running to driving. Tell me the process. Because if you give me the car now, when it crashes, I don't know where to go. So I don't want the success. I want the spirit. He says, Elijah, I want your spirit so that when I'm high, I know what to do. When I'm in the valley, I know what to do. When it's good, I know what to do. When it's bad, I know what to do. He says, I don't want your success. I want your spirit. He says, you have given me the mental. Now I want the mindset. That's what Romans says, be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. Because some of us were sitting with the salvation that is not producing fruit. Because we got the mental without the spirit. Says, be ye transformed. This guy is standing there. He says, man, I don't want anything. Just give me your spirit. I don't want the achievement. I want the process to the achievement. Says I don't want your trophies. I want your teachings. Teach me. 
teach me. This is Elijah is asking for the right things. He's asking for the right, the right things. I had a friend of mine, very wealthy person. Very wealthy. And we're not talking about wealth here. And I don't know you. Yeah, maybe you are. Yeah. This guy, when we, we planted Musa Church, he's a very wealthy guy, a very generous person. Very wealthy and generous. And, and he loves me and my wife to bits. Right? So when we start Musa Church, we're like, we know him. He has blessed us financially before for less important things than planting a church. And we're like, now that we're planting a church, I know we're going to get some serious money. Because now it's the things of the Lord. And he's a Christian himself. He believes in the Lord. He believes in the Lord. He believes in us. He believes in the vision of the church. We're like, yeah, no. Even Boma two banyana. Then we go to him and say, hey man, this is what we're doing. So the Lord is laying in our hearts. He's excited. Man, it's about time. I thank God that you're moving in this way. Wow, 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 wow. Awesome. Well, like he's excited. <laughs> to cut the long story short, he said, the Lord has not released me to give to Musa Church. Uh, which, which Lord? <laughs> because it can't be the one, you know. No. We're like, uh-uh. We're like, so, sorry, Askis. They're like, no, no, guys. Um, and then he's like, this is, I can give you a gift. Then he sends me and my wife like 20 grand, right? So, yeah. And 20 grand is a lot of money, right? In that context, it's like two rands. In that context, I was like, I want to be grateful for the 20 grand. But my God, <laughs> bruh, it's, it's like you just took like, like a drop. But, but obviously we're like, no, thank you, you know. And then I speak to him at the beginning of this year. So I'm sending him numbers of the church and how we're doing. And by God's grace at the time, we had broken even and we had a surplus as a church, you know, after a year in... Uh, we're able to service our the running of the church. And, and he says to me something that was so profound. He says, not giving you money was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Because I love you and I believe in you and I wanted to give you my money. But I saw something of God in you that I'm like, if I give him the money, I'm stealing his testimony. So if I give him this money, I steal his testimony. He has the ability to do this thing. He says, look now, you have been able to do it. The people who activate your spirit oftentimes are greater than the people who give you stuff they give you they activate the spirit to do and not the things 
in your hands he says now you can say we built this church and and for context context's sake this guy is a white man right and one person once said to me it's a good it, it must be nice to have white people financing your church and I told him the story he says if I gave you the money that guy would have been right it would have been another story of a black guy who was held by a white person to build what God has called them to do he says now when you stand there and give a testimony of Musa Church, you can say through the faithfulness of ordinary everyday people, giving five rands, two rands, five thousand, ten thousand rands, God has done it. We trusted God with 200 rands. We started with 600 rands. Now we are here. We started here and this has been the journey. When someone else comes and says, how did you do it? I'm not going to say to them, a friend of mine gave me 2 million rands. That will be discouraging to them. I will tell them, man, it was 600 rand today. It was 200 rand the next day. It was one service here. It was one service there. It was one sermon there. It was one family there. We had to go through the process we went through the process it was hard but we held on we went through the process Elisha is saying give me the ability to go through the process I don't want to jump the process I want to walk the process I want to walk the process I don't want the what I want the how. How do I do this? So that tomorrow when you are not here. So that tomorrow when you are not here. Not only can I do it. But I can teach others. How. So I don't want your success. I want your spirit. How? How did Elijah receive this double portion? Because he's speaking about the what? How? How do you? And there's two principles out of the whole story that I want to share with you. That I am convinced that in every area in your life, if you practice these two principles, you will experience a double portion in that area. Whether it's business, whether it's marriage, whether it's spiritual work, whether whatever it is, just these two principles that we look with, that we see from the life of Elijah. Two, I don't want to make it many, and I want to challenge you practice these principles for the next six months and come and tell me. Choose an area in your life and say, This is an area in my life, I'm going to practice these two principles and see if I will not have a double portion in this area. If I will not see an increase in this area. Are we good? Are we ready? Is your money ready? No? Don't worry, don't worry, no, we're not there. How? Elijah and Elisha have a first encounter, Lutan. And this is what the Bible says. The Bible says, and so he departed from there. This is Elijah. And found Elisha the son of Shaphat, 
who was plowing with 12 uh, with 12 yoke of oxen before him and he was with the 12 then elijah passed by him and threw a mantle on him and he left the oxen and ran after elijah he was busy with the oxen and he left running after elijah please let me kiss my mom and my father and then i will follow you and he said to him go back again for what have i done to you so elijah turned back this is the first principle elijah turned back from him and took the yoke of oxen and slaughtered them and boiled their flesh and used the oxen's equipment and gave it to the people and they ate and then he rose and followed elijah and became his servant i read this as like god if we can learn this principle as a people of god we will be able to do great exploit what we are seeing here is a guy who sees an opportunity he says man there is an opportunity here but if i am going to receive a double portion of this opportunity i cannot hold on to what is in my past i cannot have a double-sided mind i cannot be looking here and looking here what he does he does not even keep his oxen in the garage so that we might come back he says i'm killing the oxen because i am not coming back here i have made up my mind i am going forward i'm following this guy and we need to have the ability to say i am not going back focus this guy had a resolute focus he said hmm I am not leaving an opportunity to go back. I am killing my oxen because if, I mean, if I go back, there's nothing to go back to. Sometimes we do not receive a double portion in our marriage because there's still an ex in the back who is an option. Your leg is still there. That's why you are not receiving a double portion here. This guy. You are in business, but you are still not sure if you want to be in business or do you want to work. You are neither here or neither there. You are divided. And the Bible says, I don't like lukewarm people. I spit them out of my mouth. It says, if you want to succeed in this area in your life, focus. Have a resolute focus. And say, for the next six months, I'm going to work on this marriage. No extra texts, no extra calls, no flirting. No, we are going to work at this thing. And tell me in the next six months. No family interfering. No friends interfering. I made up my mind. I am not still in that life. My life now, I am a married man. I'm a married woman. Then see if not, if you will not have a double portion by the end of this year focus that business that is take, take taking is not the business that's take taking you are take taking it is a reflection of your spirit because one day you don't know if you want to do it one day you don't know if you want to do it elijah makes a decision in the beginning to say i am in 
I'm going this way. You know, in business, they talk about diversifying, right? But you are diversified after the first has been established. You can't diversify businesses that both need support. The one, when you, you diversify, when the other one can feed the other one. Now when I, you, you know, I meet a lot of young people and he's 19 years old. He says, yeah, man, I'm starting a business and I'm also running an NGO. And I'm like, you are an NGO yourself. <laughs> you are a charity. You need help. What NGO? Stop with the NGO. Stop with the sense of importance. Decide on one thing and get to work. And build that thing. Build that thing. From the ground up, build that thing. You know, Jesus says, even, you know, Elijah was, 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 was kind. He allowed Elisha to go and kiss his mom and dad. Jesus meets a guy and they say, listen, Jesus, I want to follow you, but can I go and say goodbye to my mom and dad? Jesus says to him, anyone who still turns back and is not fit to be in the kingdom, he's not fit to work in the kingdom. You are busy, you want to go kiss your mother. Leave your mother, man. Let's get to work. He says, anyone who plows and they keep on looking back is not fit for the kingdom. Our fitness is because we keep looking back. Focus. Focus. You keep looking back. Listen, Sia. If that the back was so great, it will not be the past. If it was so great, why are you here now? Why is it the past? If he was so great, if he was not so bad, why is he your ex? You are right. He's not that bad. He's worse. Focus. You see what Elijah is doing? He's killing his oxen and giving away everything. He is eliminating the option of coming back. Because you know, Tapel, it's that day, my brother, when you and Sibu are fighting and it's heated in the house, and then you still have spongless numbers. It's, it's not on the good days, it's on those hard days that that number you open it and say hi. Now, what do you do, Tapel? You erase it. You erase the number so that when, even when you are fighting, the option is no longer available. Even in bad times, the option is no longer available. Even when this boss is maltreating you, the option is no longer available. The problem is our options are still open. That's why we are not focused. The business is, is going to be okay. Leave the option behind. You want to receive in Musa Church, but you still have a home church somewhere. No, don't put this. I'm tithing at my home church. 
because they will bury me. All right, go and live there then. You are, you, are, you are investing in who is going to bury you, but you are not investing with who is feeding you today. They are going to bury me. Let the dead bury the dead. Who says we can't bury you? We can bury you as well. Fast, fast, I'll criminate You see, guys, me, let me tell you, Lieutenant, if you get a job in Cape Town, you find a church there, you plant yourself there. Musa Church, what church? No, find a life giving church there. Be planted there, serve there, give there. What are we building? Go. We thank God. We celebrate you. God will raise other sons in the house. It's a scarcity mentality to want to say to people, Hey, don't forget what I've done for you. Hey, my job was not so that you can pay me back. My job was so that you can grow and become what God has called you to be. Go and flourish. Go and flourish. Go and have a life. Visit us as and when you can. Because here's the thing, it's going to confuse your spirit. Because even when, when God starts speaking to you and says, Hey man, I want you to honor your spiritual father. They're like, which one? <laughs> guys, it's fine. You come here, you tell us, guys, I'm visiting. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Just say, hey, no, no, no. I have a church I'm committed to. I'm just visiting here. We're like, you know what? Keep coming. It's okay. You are welcome here. But the minute you say, I am a partner of Musa Church, make a decision. It's either you are in or you are not. It's not a bad thing that you are not. Don't feel guilty. But please don't have ambiguity in your life. Be clear. Guys, you can look at me in the face and say, Fundis, I love this church, I'm enjoying it, but you are not my pastor. There's nothing wrong with that. You are like, listen, I'm here in the city, and while I'm here, I'm attending your church, but my pastor is in Limpopo. That's my home. There's nothing wrong with that. Just be clear in your mind. It helps you have peace in your spirit. It helps you. And don't worry. God will raise sons and daughters of this house. Who will say this is our home. Focus. Have a focused life. I want to challenge you. Go and look at one area in your life. And you decide for the next six months. I'm going to focus here and see if my prayers will not be more effective. Because, awesome for me, some of us, our lifestyles are working against our prayers. Go 
God wants to do this thing in your marriage, but oh my goodness, you are busy. He's building, he builds a wall today, tomorrow you kick it. He wants to do this in your business, tomorrow you kick it. And you're like, oh God does not answer my prayers. It's like, but how man? How when you still have plan B? I wrote on Facebook this week to say, don't have plan B. Have vision 1.1. 1.2 have version 1.2 what is a plan b plan b is in case this plan fails version 1.2 is when this plan uh, succeeds what is the next step we need to live with a sense of version 1.2 not plan b i'm not planning for when it fails i'm planning for when it succeeds because i'm going to focus on it and make sure that it works because some of us the thing work and you don't know what to do with it anymore anyone who remembers the label auction culture at one point it was the biggest clothing label ever today we it's just a it's just a memory in our minds what happened i don't know the stories so i don't want to accuse them but most of us we plan we don't know what will happen when we are busy clapping hands what happened when this church is full we need to already have a plan we are not planning for it to stay like this we are planning for it to be full what is going to happen when it is full you have a funeral cover but you don't have a future cover you know what's going to happen when you die what happens when you live They call you and say, should you die? I say, should I live? When I die, I know how much will be paid out, when will it be paid out, and to whom it will be paid out. It's clear, should I die? I'm doing this because it's going to my wife. But now here's the question. If I live, if I live, when is it going? Where is it going? To whom is my money going? Because I'm going, they, they say you live once. No, you live every single day of your life. Focus. Choose an area in your life and focus on it. And then as we close, focus someone say focus you can't have you can't have you can't have a double portion with a divided participation it doesn't work like that double portion is a result of undivided attention or simple you have the anointing God wants your attention stop being neither here nor there decide where you are decide what you want to do it can't be that when I, every time we meet you, you have a new idea. It's, it doesn't impress us anymore that you have a new idea. Every time we meet with you, they come and say, hey man, I have this revolutionary idea. You say, what happened to the revolutionary idea that you said last month? 
we can't be having revolutionary listen it might be true that you have a new idea pack it say new idea stay and stay here and then you wake the one you are waking until you are done then and only then if you have the capacity can go to the other one some ideas must go and let me tell you you think you're too important you are not the only one who's having that idea don't worry the world will not die someone else will do it focus focus the world is not going to collapse Osbongi, because you did not start as puzzle shop focus people are not going to go hungry because you didn't start that shop focus what has god called you to do what is your calling focus Luke 9:62 Jesus responds Why do you keep looking back to your past and have second thoughts about following me when you turn back you are useless to the kingdom Realem It's not me it's Jesus it says make up your mind are you following me or not let me close last time the second thing the first thing is focus right the second thing is faithfulness stay focused and be faithful guys I'll tell you it's the, it sounds too simple if you're focused and you are faithful you will grow in whatever area you are focused on and you are faithful to what is faithfulness Faithfulness is the concept of unfailing, remaining, unfailingly remaining loyal to someone or something and putting that loyalty into consistent practice regardless of extenuating circumstances. You know, guys, have you ever had a friend who, like, you can plan everything, but you know that when better friends make plans, he drops you. Do you have a friend like that? You know, you used to, thank God, kick them to the curb. The people that don't have a backbone, every time something better comes. In church, as a pastor, you're going to be tested by this. As a leader, you know what happens. And please, please hear me in context, hear my heart, if my words fail me. You'll find that Sia has, Sia is wealthy, right? And Kosi is not. Then Kosi sets an appointment with me uh, uh, at one o'clock. He says, "Can I see you at one o'clock?" Kosi's tithe per month is five hundred rands. Sia's tithe per month is twenty thousand rands, right? Then Kosi says, "Can we see each other at one?" I say, "Yes, it's fine." Then Sia calls me. He says, "Bunis, listen, man. I it's urgent. Can I see you at one o'clock?" That is where my faithfulness is tested. That is where my faithfulness as a leader is tested. I said to Siasia, I would love to meet with you. But I'm sorry, I already made a commitment. The ability to stick to what you said you will do, even when something that looks better comes along. 
because here's the thing as you focus there's gonna be something that's gonna come by the sight that looks shinier that looks better but you are like listen man I already said my yes many years ago 2017 on the 29th of September around 5 o'clock in the afternoon I stood before my family a pastor and my friends and I said to this woman yes and when I said yes to her I said no to any other option that will come that's what your yes must be when you say yes you must know that you are saying no to any other alternative and every time I need to remember that man I said yes my yes must mean something look at what Elijah Elisha does as he says second Kings 2 from 1 to 10 this is beautiful it says, and they came and it came to pass when the Lord was about to take Elijah into the heavens by the wind wheel that Elijah went to Elisha from Gilgal then Elijah said to Elisha stay here please for the Lord has sent me to Bethel but Elisha said to him as the Lord lives and you also lives I will not leave you so they went down to Bethel this guy says I know that you are about to go but I am committed until the end I am not staying behind I am going with you I know that staying behind might look like a better option but many years ago I said yes to you and I'm holding on I'm going with you when your husband does not do the things anymore when your wife does is not a size 32 anymore you say i said yes to you many years ago and today i still say yes i think 32 is there look 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 it says is this there and so they went to bethel now the sons of the prophet who were in Bethel came to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that the Lord is about to take your master from, uh, uh, from here, from today? And he said, Yes, I know. Keep silent. Then Elijah said to him, He says, I know that this guy is about to leave, but I'm committed. I know that... I know that she's no longer she's not the person she used to be but i'm committed i know that things are not going well right now in this business but i'm committed i know that things are not going well at work but i am committed i know that it is not what it used to be but i am committed i made a commitment i am faithful to this thing i'm not only focused but i am faithful to it I'm faithful to it when it's shiny and I'm faithful to it when it's rocky. I'm faithful to it when it's good. I'm faithful to it when it's not. I'll preach the gospel when you are tithing. I will preach it when you are not. I'll preach the gospel when you serve. I'll preach it when you don't. Whether you tithe or not, I will cancel you. 
whether you tithe or not i will coach you whether you tithe or not whether you are a member or not i will keep on giving you spiritual care why because i said yes to the lord on that day when i said i am ready it's not dependent on what you are doing my commitment to serving you is not dependent on what you are doing it's dependent on whom i said yes to half the time you annoy me that's why jesus comes to to peter and says to peter he doesn't say to peter do you love people he says to peter do you love me then feed my sheep because he knows that if you start a church because you love people we give you three months that's even too long people will test you people i think they are a test bibles for the your faith is not specifically Bazalwan. they are going to test i am not serving you because i love you i'm serving you because i love jesus do I not love you? I love you, but that's not the basis of my service to you. That's why I will serve you even when I don't feel like I love you anymore. Faithfulness. Faithfulness. He says, Your master is about to be. He says, I know, I know. Then Elisha said, to him for the second time for the Lord has sent me to Jericho he says you said I must stay behind last time he's saying stay here at Bethel I said I'm not staying behind he says now you are in Jericho he says stay here he says sir I said to you for as long as you live and the Lord lives I am not leaving you wow. Wow. the third time he says uh, they went to Jericho and then he says where they go they go to the Jordan he says stay here the lord has sent me to the jordan i'm going to disappear there he says la 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 i am going i i said in bethel that i'm staying i said in in jericho that i'm staying even at the jordan i am going with you and at that time other people have said to him hey Muna, this guy is dying he says yeah i'm staying with this guy He silences the people around him. Says, man, you are talking too many negative things. I'm committed to this guy. You know, you are here at Musa Church because it's a new church. It's exciting. It's nice. We still have energy. It's not going to be like that always. Now I can still greet you. I almost know everyone by name. It's not going to be like that always. And that's where your commitment will be tested. When I pass you in the corridors and I don't remember you and I don't greet you. When I cannot get to everyone anymore. When I'm not able to shake everyone's hand anymore. That's where your commitment to this house will be tested. Now, now it's easy. We all know each other it feels like a family then you leave it says no it doesn't feel like a family anymore what do you you know every time <laughs> people come to me and say why where did you come to most like yo man it's so nice it's so intimate and small it feels like a family i'm like oh my god 
because that is it's not going to be like that forever the, the mega church you criticize is going to be a mega church okay let me not do this I want it to be a mega church yeah maybe maybe we are you, you I'm sounding like it's gonna happen by chance no I want it to grow if you are here because it's small and you love it oh it's small and I love it hey uh-uh we're not there we're here because we are starting amen listen as i close for the last time my wife can come on stage and he says stay here please for the lord has sent me to the jordan but he said, as the Lord lives and your soul lives, I'm not leaving you. So the two men went on and the 50 men of the sons of prophet went and stood facing them from a distance while the two of them stood by the Jordan. Then Elijah took his mantle and rolled it up and stuck the water and it divided and it, it divided it this way and that or it divided this way and that so that the two men can cross over on the dry ground and so it was and when they had crossed the Jordan then Elijah said to Elijah when they had crossed the Jordan when he had been faithful one time twice three times when he had walked with him Zimasa, when he had taken every opportunity when the opportunities were there but he decided i'm not taking opportunity i am walking with you when 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 the other people said hey man there's better decide when he had said no i am not leaving you when he had three opportunities to leave but he says i am not leaving you then the question comes then the question comes what can i do for you you have shown faithfulness what can i do for you then the door opens what can i do for you because you have shown faithfulness when you get to a bank most banks they have two doors right there's one the security doors you walk in you open the door and that one is closed you walk into this door as long as this door behind you is open this door in front of you is not opening you can push it you can drag it you can do whatever for as long as the door behind you is open this one is not opening the challenge with us is that we want to open the front door but the back door is still open ah the spirit of the lord says until you have closed the back door this one is not opening you need to shut out all the other options focus here And only when you have closed this door and this one has opened, then the person comes to you and say, how can I help you? You know, there's no how can I help you outside. When you're inside. But only when the door is closed. What door is open that should remain in the past? Elijah asked Elisha what can I do for you and he says may I please have a double portion of your spirit focus and faithfulness keep focused 
faithful in a world where we are bombarded with options be faithful to what you committed to in a world where, where you have options be faithful in a world where it is easy to sin to cheat to take a bribe to to be unfaithful to do all these things be focused and faithful and see if god will not bless you with a double portion thank you for joining us today we believe that this message has been a blessing to you why not be a blessing to someone else by sharing this message with them also don't forget to subscribe to our podcast goodbye and god bless